welcome to the Six Again podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts, Adam Hoy and Jared Mutton. Let's kick off. All right, welcome in everybody. Episode 25 of Six Again. Um, my name is Excited. Yeah, I. my name is Freezing. Yeah, it's pretty much really it right cold. Yeah, I'm really cold. Queensland cold or cold cold? Oh, Queensland little girly cold compared to the rest of the world, but I don't care right now. I'm cold. <laughs> Queensland cold has a different different chill to it like as soon as it hits 20 degrees that's that's the same as two three degrees anywhere else i swear yeah that's right we are (laughs) one sleep away from the restart of the nrl season and by the time you guys are listening to this it will be the day of the nrl restart to the season which will be round three and then tonight's show or today's show uh, we'll be covering all eight games on the slate, looking at the big ins and outs. We've got some value bets and then also other information from around the league. But we're kind of back to our original format uh, where we will put our tips forward, analyse or preview the games, and then on Sundays we will review them to see how wrong we were. Uh, we Which I'm never wrong. Oh, yeah, no, never. Um Jared has yet to predict the Knights for the Wooden Spoon, and uh, he's constantly got that wrong. Hey, we're second. Yeah. Where are you at? Where Manly at? Uh, everyone's in the same spot right now because we're not in finals, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh no, we're not in the same spot. We're, we're already only have to win eight more games. We're all good. I'd say nine, but anyway, go for it. Yeah. How's your draw looking? Mine, oh, it's about 50-50, really. Like it's, it's got some really bad games where we're playing. I think we play Melbourne twice. And I think we play Roosters twice, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, you can't blame the draw and what's, what's going on right now. You just got to keep going. I am blaming the draw when Parramatta do well because they have got a sweet draw. Oh, it's oh cool. man. Right. Five of their next seven are at Bank West because even the away games against them are at Bank West. So they've they've lucked out. Like, Look, if they don't win the premiership this year, they're kidding themselves. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, with the team they've but, got, at least. Even if they didn't have a good draw, the team they've got and the form they left in, they should not at least make the top four. Uh, but they do have one team standing in their way. At least one team. Who's that? Parramatta. <laughs> because they seem to get themselves in trouble every year and well, just hope that continues. Sorry, well, Parramatta my, fans. Sorry, Billy. My, my, my prediction at the start of the year was that if Parramatta don't do well with the team they've got, Arthur's with everything going well, Brad Arthur should be gone because... Yeah. It'd be very hard not to do well in that squad they've got. They've got a gun squad, so, yeah. All right, and we will get to those squads uh, momentarily, but there's been a couple of um, big news stories over the last couple of days. We're going to start with a couple of positives. In the signing of Cameron Murray by the South Sydney Rabbitohs today, he's 
re-signed to the end of 25 and he's made it pretty clear he doesn't ever want to play anywhere else. He's come through their system. He's only ever worn the, what is it, Cardinal and Myrtle or red and green. So he wants to stay there as long as possible. Everyone's very happy about the signing as they should be. Um, and he just continues to get better and better. So well done, the Rabbitohs. He'd be a franchise player. Yeah, franchise player. Um, no, nothing's been released yet with regards to the uh, finances involved, but I'm sure that will come out in the coming days. Um, the second one that Jared's, I'm guessing, has been sitting on the edge of his seat for the last couple of days since this first came out. But we're going to say this with an asterisk because it hasn't been 100% confirmed. Um, but Kalen Ponga looks as though he's uh, extended. So his current deal ran till the end of 2021 and he had a player option for 2022, which he has triggered and then extended. And looking at the ballpark figure of 1.1 million a year. Now, there were some reports out that they put that money up because it's well known he wants to play for the All Blacks one day and Brown in jumping across now. And also the fact that the next Rugby World Cup, he would have only had one season of Super Rugby. So at the end of this contract, he'll be 27, prime of his career most likely, and an opportune moment for him to jump ship. But for Knights fans, he stated that his desire to win an NRL premiership with the Knights outweighed his desire to play for the All Blacks. So that's got to fill your heart with all fuzziness, doesn't it, Jared? Um, yes. I, I oh, believe come on. Could you be no. any less excited? <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. I am stoked. Hold on. I am stoked. But I do believe we, we am, oh, sorry. And I do believe we have a very good team for next year. Like our forward pack is close to one of the best next year with what we've got. Um, you're paying someone, what, the salary cap's $9 million, paying someone a million, $1.1 million, so a ninth of the salary cap just to go to one person. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love the signing, but he, I, I just believe he's going to have a lot more pressure on him by the time that happens, by the time that contract comes around, because that's a lot of money for one player. Yeah. Um, if he goes well, we'll set him up for the rest of his life because his next contract will be even bigger. Yep. But... Um, that much money is always a risk, no matter how how much you put it through. Um, See, I, the, I the, hate the fact that that money is going to put pressure on him. Because yeah. to me, um, how I'm hoping, and this is what I want to see out of the NRL, because this is how every professional sport, apart from, I guess, the ones that work in Australia, uh, that are in Australia work. You pay top dollar for young franchise talent and build the team around them. If you've yeah. got to pay, look what Cowboys did for Tamalolo. Tamalolo. Yeah. Knights are doing it for Ponga. Uh, Manly did it with um, Cherry. Cherry Evans. And then on a lesser extent, the Trebojevic brothers. If you've got a young, talented player who puts bum on seats, um, I'd rather see my club pay at that time overs um, for that player to keep him on roster and then build the club around them. Oh, which is, from all reports, that's what's going to happen because I reckon he's got a great family behind him that built a house. His father actually negotiated this deal, mm-hmm. which is really good. Because his, his agent was Wayne Rushton and, he and around the him. same time, yeah, same time Ponga dropped him, so did Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, so 
Um, by all reports, everything's going to the, that he is that franchise positive, yep. wants to be around Newcastle player, um, which is really good, but you, you still turn it around. You guarantee you're going to see a headline on the poor bastard going, of course you this will. is worth 1.1 million. Um, I actually saw, I think I watched NRL 360. Definitely worth 1.1 million. Well, yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he is the attitude he brings, the talent he has, he is. But you've already got reporters saying, is he worth it? And that's just going to heap pressure on him, heap oh. pressure on him, heap pressure on him. Which, um, no matter how much you say these professional players can handle it, it still gets to you after your point. You can't deny it. So, you could also um, say from the shoddy reporting this week, is James Hooper worth what he's on? Yeah, well, say not. <laughs> that's another story. I just, yeah, I just I, feel, yeah. I, I'm happy for it. I love it. I just feel a bit wary about that it could go either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it you could take be a chance. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I love the idea we are, but I just hope it goes well. Like, you look at, um, I'm going to use Tom Lolo as the other example because he's the one who did this first. Oh, him and Cherry Evans are pretty close, but, um, he didn't have all these records before he signed. He was yeah. a good player, but he wasn't what he is now already. And that's been, yeah. what, he signed that in 2017? Um, yeah. So he's still got another six years, basically, six and a half years. And he's going to make that deal look like they underpaid. Now, for Tamalolo, Cherry Evans, um, Ben Hunt, uh, now Ponga, it's, I, I kind of feel for them that, they're now under pressure because this is the NRL being mismanaged for years to come. Like our top players shouldn't be on a million dollars. Our top players, if you look at leagues around the world, what their professional, the top sportsmen and women in their leagues are earning. And then you look at what we are and I saw a headline today, mega deal for Ponga. It's like 1.1 million a year. They get that like second, week. third division players overseas. And I know that they get much more revenue through TV sponsorships and deals and all that sort of stuff. The NRL just signed a $2 billion deal that only goes till 20, um, 25 for, for Channel yeah. 9. Like, it's a lot of money for a short period of time. If they market this well and we actually market our stars better, an average... Um, salary could be a million dollars. Your top guys could be on your three, your three and a halves, like your Australian cricket players. I'd love to see our top guys on that sort of money. So your average, I'm doing that with quotations, like if you're in the it's NRL, like you're not average anyway. Yeah, it's eight, nine, a million, 1.1 million, because you're looking at these guys, like, um, who used the example the other day? It was. Oh man, John Bate. Yeah, it was John Bateman saying, "When I'm 40 years old and can hardly walk around because I've been battered for 20 years in one of the toughest sports in the world, I want to make sure I earn as much money as I can to set my daughter up through school and college or university." Yeah. So, what's the name, Millie? I think most of us are going to be at a nine-to-five job for 35, 40 years. Um putting some strain on our body, but nothing what these guys are doing. If they're doing it for five years, six years, seven years, eight years, given the two million, three million, if they're at the top of the game, so they're going to recoup that in spades. Yeah. So 
No, I, I think just, our sports stars in pretty much all codes are way underpaid. I, I love it. I, I reckon it's going to be great for Newcastle if he is the franchise player we all want him to be. Like, he's still only, what, 21? 22? Yeah. Well, yeah, this no, will finish. Uh, yeah. It's a five-year deal. He'll finish when he's 27. So. Yeah, so he's 22. Mm. Um, next question. Do you reckon he'll be Newcastle's next captain? Because the reality is, Pierce has maximum got. A, he's thirty-one now. He's got four years maximum left. That's maximum. Like, mm. and if if he gets a severe injury, he's out next year. Oh, uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. I think um, because it's well known that he's got other options that he's been vocal about what he wants to do in his career. Um, I don't see him as a player that would leave Newcastle out to dry like two years into his contract or whatever, but I'd be thinking they'd be looking more at your Fitzgibbon or your Barnett. Yeah. I could see either one yeah. of those two being the I next would, captain. Kind of like along I, your Harrigan lines. Yeah, I don't sort of reckon Lachlan Fitzgibbon is one of the most underrated forwards in the NRL. Mm, he's great. He's a, he, he's a damn good player. It, just look at the size of him. He, he'd be at least 190, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100, 100 odd kilos and he can run he's got a head on him look at the size of the oh, yeah. Um pushing on New South Wales I reckon at least and I reckon he could be a next captain for New South Wales hey, he's, probably, he's probably a bit un- upset he's not a Queenslander at this stage because it'd be pretty damn oh, close he'd be, he'd be run on he'd be honestly oh, run on I'm but not yeah. going to run on but he'd, he'd be damn close he's better than Ethan Lowe and he'd be run on he is not as in he Ethan is. Lott's not the run on is he yeah, Ethan oh. Lowe's your run on this year. Oh, God. So he's better than Ethan Lowe. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I love it. But let's just, you know, keep it realistic that he's not going to be out of the reason that Newcastle are going to win a premiership, which I think they could win a premiership next three years, honestly. the team. I hope team Newcastle could... gets as close to a premiership as they can without winning one. Because... <laughs> It'd be a good fairy tale. It'd be a good fairy tale. But I think I think think what Tamalolo's doing on this deal, I think what Cherry Evans um, has done, he hasn't won the premiership obviously since he signed it, but he's got to the Maroons captaincy. He's an Australian player now. Um, If Ponga can go all out for the next few years and make this million dollar price tag look standard. Yeah. Those sort of um, performances is what's going to lift ratings, lift revenue, lift yeah. income. So hopefully by 2025, you've got second rowers of the calibre of Mitch Barnett, second rowers of the calibre of um, Viliami Kikau, of um, who's another, uh, Cam Murray. Um, He's on a second row. Don't even start me on that. Oh, I'm just trying to think of like your, yeah. your worker, yeah. your worker sort of forward to Panukin. those guys could be signing around the million dollar mark. Yeah, well, and your stars um, will be up into your. Well, they are stars, but your elite, elite would be up in your two, two and a you, half, three. You actually made a pretty good point when you said that Cherry Evans is playing for Australia. In reality, Pong is not playing for Australia for a few years. He's not the best fullback. He's, not, he's, he's probably the third best fullback right now. I could right see now. him as the utility. Not with Michael Morgan. No, or ben Hunt, no, Ben Hunt's the utility at the yeah. moment. Yeah, I could see him there, but like, he's, Pong is going to be on a million dollars. He's probably the third best fullback in the competition. Fourth That's best fine. fullback. That's fine. That doesn't matter. You can count RTS. You look at it's, 
It's just funny that when you said Cherry Evans is now playing for Australia, I don't see Ponga breaking that squad, breaking over to Tedesco and Travojevic anytime soon. Yeah, I'm going to look at... Um, here we go, like... Baseball, basketball, any of those, like, you've got the quarterbacks of the shittest team on more money than, like, the best other positional players in other teams because yeah. quarterback's seen as, a prime, as the prime position, even if that player isn't as good a player at their position as someone else, is it theirs? So it, it comes down to club per club, I reckon, rather than position per positional player versus yeah. player. I'm hoping, I think it's a great signing for the league. I think it's a great signing for Newcastle. Um, With this sort of thing, put the money on the back burner. Who cares? Build your club around him with decent enough players. Follow Storm's blueprint. Follow Manly's blueprint for when those two clubs were the predominant ones. Bring your juniors up. Bring players from other clubs. Make them better. And get your sprinkling of stars. I, I just think also it puts a lot of faith in Adam O'Brien too. To develop like, and continue to develop. Yeah. Well, no, not, not that. Like, Caelan Ponga must really like Adam O'Brien as a long-term coach. That's true. To, to, he, he must believe that Adam O'Brien can bring him to a premiership after only six months as, as his coach. So that's... And Dad's been negotiating this deal for months, not just yeah. days or weeks. So, so yeah, you gotta you got to really think about how like they, they always say Adam O'Brien had the best apprenticeship. And saying that too, so did Brad Arthur, so did Steve Kearney, so did I think two others who worked under Bellamy in the NRL. McGuire? McGuire? Yeah, yeah McGuire did. Yeah. So you gotta kinda of sit there and go, how is is Adam O'Brien that good, Bellamy level, or is he that step lower like the rest of them? So Tom will tell. Five, yeah, well he's got, will the, tell. he's got one of the best players in the NRL hopefully sign down in the next few days for the next five years. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. So say on the back of that, and um, this is kind of off top, I just want a quick answer, like maybe a single word answer. With everything going on, like COVID stuff included, obviously, new coach, best player signed to that sort of deal. What would be um, a fail, a pass, and an exceed expectation position on the ladder for new okay. coaches? So, think of words. When this fail, what would be a fail for this season? Out of the, not making. Oh, this season? Yeah, this not season. making the top eight. All right. What would be Next. pass? A pass mark. Uh, making the top eight. All right. Next so there's, year is literally a pass and a fail is eighth or ninth. Yeah, and this year. And then pass, exceed expectations ne- this year. Top four. Okay. Cool. N- next year, top four is. Yeah, the I might. Minimum. I won't remember next year. I'm going to write these ones down. Yeah, no, I just reckon that, like, I was sitting there thinking about super excited about the team we have next year. I'm really happy about it. Um, the only thing I could really want them to start doing is really develop the junior players. Yeah. And I, by, by that, I mean Bradman Best and Phoenix Crossland because we need, if Pierce only has four years left, he needs a halfback that's going to stay in Newcastle for the next, who can train under him and play for four years and then take over the ranks. Cool. So I really want Phoenix Cross on the play six. Well, how about we keep on the um, positive theme? So we're going to jump our negative one. We'll come back to it. Uh, NRL has announced that they are going to continue with the theme rounds this year. Um, round six being the Mark Hughes Foundation. So this, I think it's good having that one first because you don't need the crowd there in order to be able to 
show, show it off. So that's the beanie for brain cancer round. They will be going on sale from June the 1st. Um, so literally next week. And every year they have fans taking photos, players taking photos and wearing them in, at home and you can send them in. All money raised for brain, brain cancer research. Round 12 is indigenous round. Um, so who knows, we could have even small crowds back by then. Um, round 19 is women in league. And then I really like this touch because we missed the Anzac Day clash. They've moved the Roosters, um, Rabbitohs, so their second meeting. Um, instead of the Anzac Day clash, they're playing on Thursday of round 13, which is the anniversary of the Battle of Lone Pine. So they have found oh. some, yeah, they've had, they found some uh, a link there as well, something to yeah. uh, commemorate as well. So I think that's a really nice touch by the NRL. All right. Um, okay, so Bron Bronson Sherry. So it came out. We know he had shoulder surgery during last season. It was during his shoulder rehab surgery that he got tested. And um, it's come out a couple of days ago that during that testing, uh, he tested positive to testosterone boosters and also um, three different steroids, all of which are performance enhancing or performance enhancing um, masking agents. So that was on the 25th of November last year. 2019. Um, Asada dropped the bombshell two days ago that they arrived at his house, parents' house, informed them that they were taking his phone um, and that he's been handed a probationary four-year ban from playing and training until his B sample comes through or is announced or released or whatever it is. Um, and pretty much... Yeah, when your phone sees, that's pretty much it. That's what got Sandor Earl. Um, Paul Gallen, Cronulla stuff came from phones, emails. Yeah, I guess Asada or the NRL now finding it, trying to find out where this came from. Oh, it's, there's been people coming out from all different angles. He came out and said that he's devastated by the news. I can't really buy that. I'm sorry, kiddo, but unless you were blindly taking this stuff and that's a fair bit of stuff in there and you're going to notice changes in your body if you're having performance-enhancing steroids, I can't really see or buy how he states he's devastated. He's just devastated he got caught. Yeah. Um, which... This is... This is... Oh, I don't even really want to talk about this. Yeah, this we're gonna we're not gonna be we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this, especially without the B sample. But my questions are: Who the hell's advising this kid? Um, who's in his corner? Because if they're in his corner, how have they not been noticing changes? Because it's not just he is a he is bigger than last year. But Jared made a good four game. Um, but from from his body type, the tall sort of lanky dude he was putting muscle on in areas that you don't usually see that much muscle growth that quickly. Um, in saying that he's 19 years old, so he's in his prime muscle building time anyway, but there's other signs and symptoms. There would have been, well, I'm not going to say would have been, but generally um, there's mood swings, there's pimple outbreaks, there's um, difference in behavior, that sort of stuff. Steroids don't, they, yeah, they see, affect a lot more things. So 
What what I said before this was um, the pictures that came out after it got released. I'm gonna of so I can remind myself. Comparing the sizes, um, yeah. they were bigger, but I didn't think that much to be honest. They weren't overly um, like you. You see a lot of big jacked up dudes that you assumes on roids, and they're massive. Um, but if you compare a player from the year before to the next year and they've had a full preseason under their belt and you go, oh, he got really big. He must be on roids. If you grab the picture from every year someone's development on the NRL who played 11 years, they're going to get bigger and bigger every single year. Yeah, that's 100% correct. Like, um, I've got two examples for you. One's... Um, probably, uh, I think he's only played in the NRL for three years and one's played in the NRL for about 14 years. You look at Campbell Graham from last year to now mm. and you go, oh, if he's big, that means he must be taking roids. He got massive in the preseason and I never thought it was roids. I just think, okay, he's 19. Like Adam said, prime muscle building. And then the other example I want you to look at, I want you to get a year, whoever's listening, or even Adam, if you want. Get yeah, I got my phone here. Let's have a look. Every single year from when Nathan Highmarsh debuted to when he retired. Yeah, but steroids don't it impact is. your stomach size. <laughs> but no, honestly, he he was he he was big for an eighteen year old, I think, when he debuted. I think it was eighteen or something like that. Yeah. But when he when he More. finished, he became an absolute monster. He was huge. The arms on him. And that's like 14 years straight of NRL. Mm. You can't just go just because of size, because the muscle building techniques these got these sports scientists have, the diets these guys have is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's, so, if you're looking just at very, the muscle growth, that's a, yeah. Um, then yeah, I don't. You can't just jump to that sort of conclusion. But the fact that's that crap. it comes with the sample, yeah. And I yeah. was talking more about the stuff that we wouldn't have seen, the media wouldn't yeah. have seen. The you can hide outbreaks of pimples, you can hide mood, mood swings, swings, you can hide um, urine color, even you can hide uh, the amount of weight being pressed. But I think a key part is what was it two days before this dropped? Um, yeah, the sprint coach was saying, man, like. He's come back and just blown us away with his speed, like the work he's been putting in, rah, rah, rah. And yeah, he's been working. He's been working out just as much as he has been or everyone else. But even the sprint coach was impressed by how much well, speed. And now you're looking back going, alrighty. I, I, I've, I don't know that much about that training side of things. But it's very hard to put that much. Well, I'm, I don't know how much, but. Yeah, well, I from the what I understand, because he he was quick, he yeah. was he was quick. From what I understand was training, and this is this bare minimum theory that if you do proper training for sprints, yeah, you can you can shave at least two seconds off your from when you start. Over what distance? Oh, over whatever distance you're training for. That's a that's lot. what I've heard. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So maybe. And look, you hit, but when I heard about his sprinting, I took it as, 
oh, they're just talking up all the positives since no one's playing right now. You know what I mean? Like, you know how people ask, oh, how's the preseason going? You're like, oh, it's been really, really good. New stuff going on. That guy got really, really good. He's been training the house down. Mm. That's what I kind of took it as. I didn't go, oh, crap, he's on roids. No, no, I didn't either um, because this came out before then. So I'm reading that. This was pre-finding out about the steroids. I'm reading that and I used to, uh, well, my dad was a sprints coach. We used to do beach sprints and surf lifesaving. Then I took over a bit of coaching. When you see a sprint coach come out and say, I'm surprised by how much so-and-so has improved over a six-month span. I just talk that as fast. It, it, it's like when you said increasing by two seconds, if I saw someone increasing by 0.2 of a second um, over a two-month period, I'd be like, well, that's impressive. Two seconds okay. over six months. That's Like I said, I don't know that, oh, that much Especially over it. a league field. That's yeah, like going from 13 seconds for 100 down to 11. That's, yeah, so I, I didn't know that much. Hmm. I don't know that much about it. Like, I just, I just might have threw that out out of nowhere. But I just... Like, I know you can improve your speed if you do. Oh, improve. you definitely can. And it comes down to, to fast muscle fiber and training. Yeah, according to the training, you've been training three times a week for the entire off-season. And that'll do it. Break. Yeah. So, I wasn't overly worried about this. And then they're like, oh, now he's on roids. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then they started comparing the headlines. And it was just, oh. Hey, if you've watched... Um, and they're dropping a new one. I think, oh, geez, it might have dropped. No, it's dropping Monday or it has dropped Monday. I don't know. The one about Lance Armstrong, when he first came out about his doping stuff, they asked yeah. him, could you have won the seven Tour de France's without the doping? He said, no. Could you have finished all seven? Yeah. Like, they can physically still do it, but the, the doping in the, his case and the steroids in this case, um, if the B-sample comes back positive, just gives you that extra little touch that is the unfair yeah. advantage. And that's the issue. And I'm guessing during shoulder surgery, um, he, was, he was taken either knowingly or unknowingly in order to speed up the recovery process. Yeah. Again, it's technically cheating. But that's still, that's neither confirmed nor what. Um, the last thing we we're going to touch on before we get into the games is a reminder that for... Uh, Thursday night's game, so the Broncos and the Eels. I'll be at Jared's place. We'll be watching the game, but we'll also have a live stream um, of us uh, from Jared's living room, lounge room, wherever we're watching it. So if you're watching the game at home um, and you've got your phone available or a laptop or a tablet or something available, um, jump on our YouTube channel and... You'll be able to see us and shoot us some questions, um, interact with us during the oh. game. It can be anything from Manly in the Night Suck, you guys are horrible, um, to what do you think of the one ref? Do you think it's working in this game? To um, why did Jared's glasses keep fogging up? It doesn't matter what the hell it is. They're not actually fogging up. I'm just using an example. Mate, mate we're watching it in bed together, so they might fog up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, there was Adam wearing a manly jersey and doesn't have to. All that sort of crap. Um, but, yeah, just something new for us to try. Um, so jump on and say hi. But we're going to have a quick break there, and we'll come back after that, and we'll start our analysis of game one, which is Broncos and the Eels. All right, welcome back. So we're going to start our round three uh, games analysis. So 
pretty much what we'll do, same as last time, is we'll run through the one to seventeens that are most likely. Um, no, that have been named. Well, that have been named, yeah. So uh, the only one that's confirmed is the Thursday night game because, well, confirmed they have the 19 from their 21, um, which is the Broncos and Eels, 7.50 Thursday night up in Brisbane. So, Jared, did you want to run through the one of 17s or do you want me to kick this one off? You kick this off for now uh, and I'll so, do the next one. Broncos, 1-17. Asako, uh, fullback Corey Oates and Jesse Arthurs on the wings with Katoni Staggs, Darius Boyd in the centres. Anthony Milford, Brody Croft in the halves. Uh, Thomas Flegler, Payne Haas as starting props. Jake Turpin at number nine. Alex Glenn, Jamil Hopper-Whitey um, in the back row and Patrick Carrigan at lock. On the interchange, Herbie Farnworth, Joe Offengowie, Reese Kennedy, and Ethan Bullimore. However, Alex Glenn, the captain, has come out pretty as declared today that Matt Lodge will be playing, so coming in off the reserves uh, onto the interchange bench. So you'd be guessing that out of that it'll be Bullimore or Kennedy that'll be dropping off. Um, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say Bullimore. Actually, no. I'm going Kennedy. I reckon Kennedy will drop off. Yeah, it'll be one of those. Uh, they are missing a few players. Um, obviously, Fafita, Pangai still suspended. Um, so and yeah, Alex gone to the Knights. Yeah, oh, but I doubt he would have made it. He, <laughs> he doubt he. We, we talked about it last time. We did too. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Didn't he get signed um, by the Bulldogs today? No, that's not even true. <laughs> we'll do that on Sunday. Yeah. Okay, okay. so four... four oh, you got Parramatta? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Parramatta, Clinton Gutherson at fullback, Micah Sivo and Blake Ferguson on the wings, Michael Jennings, Wonga Blake in the centres, Dylan Moses, Dylan Moses, Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses in the halves. Uh, Reed Campbell Gillard, Junior Polo are starting props. Reed Marnie has made a miraculous recovery to be starting hooker. After his foot injury, uh, Sean Lane, Ryan Madison in the second row, and Murata Niakore has been named at starting lock to replace Nathan Brown, who's still suspended. Brad Takarangi, Ray Stone, Kane Evans, and Penny Terrapo on the interchange. Uh, so Ray Stone being included there as cover for Reed Marnie, because Brad Arthur did come out today to say he is underdone, he won't last the full 80. Um, but he's important to our side, so he will be playing. I don't see their reserves coming in. I think that's pretty much Parramatta 1-17. to And we're just waiting, I guess, on confirmation from Seabold that Matt Lodge will come onto the bench. Um, so Nathan Brown's obviously suspended. Yes. I'm just going to throw it out there. They don't have that much depth. Oh, like they they won the thirteens epic, and then you'd probably swap out near Corre, put him on the bench, drop probably Penny Terrapo or Ray Stone, and put um, Nathan Brown at lock. Yeah, but they don't overly have that much depth. Like the utility, and I know a lot of people like him, but Brad Takarangi, oh, he absolutely does my head in. Yeah, Will Smith. Even worse. But, yeah, so they're, it's they're a, one it's of the a 13s. big bench. If Oregon Kafusi, I like the look of in, in preseason, if he comes onto the bench with Evans and Terrapo, that's huge. 
You're not going to get a lot yes. of minutes, but it's huge. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, Kane Evans is going to come on as their obvious enforcer. But he, he only has about 30 minutes in a game. He's a weird dude. Like, someone that big and still that skinny. Like... Yeah. God, you imagine yeah, him so, just full bulk. But, yeah, um, they, they're 13, top 13. They can put 70 points on anyone. They've got that much talent in that squad. Those young halves can rip through any team there is. But just have to wait and see. All right, so next game. Are we going to put tips on this one? Are we going to do tips at the uh, end? Okay, yeah, I'm going. I'm well, I'm going para, just because Broncos are missing a few players. Yeah, I've got para as well. I think it's. I think this is pretty close. Um, however, I think uh, Broncos forwards have got some damn good workhorses in there. But outside yeah. of Payne Haas, um, there's not a lot of X factor without Fafita and uh, oh. Payne guy there. I reckon Hoppawato can cause a bit of damage, but yeah, you're right. Oh, he can, but he's also a lot greener than the other two. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think we both got Parramatta in that one. I know this one's getting all hyped up. First game back, Thursday night, two big teams. But to me, it's probably the third um, third highest ranked game of the weekend. And that's showing how good a weekend it is, if that's the third. Yeah. In my opinion, the third um, most exciting game. So, Jared's going to take us through 1-17s to 17s of the Cowboys and also the Gold Coast Titans. Okay, so one, we got Valentine Holmes. Uh, the wingers are Kyle Felt and Ben Hampton. Centers, O'Neill and Masters. 5'8", Drinkwater and Clifford. Clifford comes in for Michael Morgan, who's still not right. I think he had shoulder, shoulder. surgery. Out shoulder for the first month. Yeah. Um, okay, so then you got Maguire and McLean, who's been named captain. Yeah. For him. Yeah, and then you got... Um, Granville takes over Reese Robson, who's on the bench for the ninth spot. But that'll rotate. I think I game. think Granville's been the starter all season. It was just whether yeah, Robson is gonna. Yeah, so they 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 brought Robson in just to put a lot of fire yeah. under Granville's ass. I think it um, worked he's well. Not for there. Him. Yeah. So far. Well, if he's not on point during the season, they've got a what Australian junior mm. fighting behind him. So it's going to be good. Hopefully, maybe Granville. We'll go back to his old form with someone coming. Run the ball. Yeah. And then you've got Mitchell Dunn, Cohen Hess, and Jason Tamalolo in the back row. I'm stoked Mitch Dunn got a starting spot. That's sick. Yeah. And then obviously I said Reese Robson. And then you got the 5'8 slash front rower and John Aziata. <laughs> uh, Shane Wright and Francis Molo. Aziata um, still has not scored a try. I Really? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, so I don't imagine too much is going to change out no, of that. I think it's um, pretty set. Squad. Um, I'm, I'm imagining one injury, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping Tom Gilbert gets a run. You wait to see this bloke. He's he's a weapon. He's good. So I'm hoping to see that. Okay, so Titans through a shifty. I love. Yeah, I like this. I really do. Okay, so they got Tyrone Roberts at fullback, probably the slowest fullback in the NRL. Um, I was surprised by this because Philip Sammy played really well those first two games. But Holbrook obviously wanted to change something up and this is his way. Um, Anthony Don and Philip Sammy on the um, wing. Dale Copley and Tyrone Peachy in the centres. Ashley Taylor and I'm pretty... I think it's his debut. Maybe not. Jamal Fogarty at halfback. 
which is very surprising because they bought Tanner Boyd for a reason. And I thought he'd be the next halfback on the thing. Mm-hmm. But Justin Holbrook, he, he's pulling all kinds of surprises out here. And then you've got Fudawaker and Lissoni at front row. Nathan Peets at hooker. He obviously... Where is he? Oh, no. Mitch no, Rain's not even... No, no, no oh, that's so one of the big talking points, I reckon. Yeah. Peetsy's going to play a full game. Mm. Hope his legs can survive. Um, Kevin Proctor and the big fellas back, Keegan Hipgrave. Yes. Going to come in and start ripping people's heads off. And obviously, Jai Keep his own. Lock. Yeah. Um, Aaron Clark, I've never even heard of him. Oh, then we talked Jai, about him in pre preseason. Yeah. Jai White, Whitbread, Jared Wallace, and Shannon Boyd. So they got that, they've actually got a very big bench as well. Yeah. That's a huge bench. Like, depends what Aaron Clark's position is. Which oh, he's a halfback. Is he a halfback? So another halfback over. Oh, he'll, he'll be he'll be there as a um, either yeah. cover for uh, Fogarty or as a backup hooker. I'd say. Look, we he's made we, one we, appearance. We we have made the Warriors. Yeah. Okay. Me we sorry. I have made a lot of criticism of Gold Coast, and um. <laughs> Ask Kieran about it. He's still filthy at me. Um, <laughs> um, but in saying that too, the only way you're going to get out of a rut is change a few things around. And Holbrook's mm. done that. I, so, I, I think it's cool. Like Kelly. So you got Brian Kelly still to come back in. Um, yeah. I think he's a shoe to come back in after. Well, when the club deems fit, you put him into that. He'll go back in that center. I'm thinking you'd be taking Tyrone Peachy out. I'd be having him as a starting second row, but they'd probably put him on the bench and hit Grave back to the bench. I don't see Cartwright getting back in. I think everyone else there offers a bit more. Or I think Peachy offers what Cartwright does. He just does it faster, more consistently with less errors. And he can defend. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Sam, Sammy at wing, I think he can feel a bit hard done by because he was bloody awesome at fullback. Jamal Fogarty, so... He won the Petro Sivanaseva medal in the Intrust Super Cup last year. So that's for the best player in the comp. Um, he played for Burley Bears, led him through the finals. Really decent kicking game. Um, and he's a game manager. I think that's the main thing that Titans have always been lacking. Someone to control the game consistently, 80 minutes. And he's done that through the finals in the level down from the NRL. So if he can take a bit of pressure off Ash Taylor, yeah. control the game, another kicker. Um, he's 25. It's not like he's making his debut as a 19-year-old. Um, oh, I think... Yeah, no. I, I, I can't see him making a, causing an upset here. I love the inclusion of Fodder Waker back into the starting side. He's their most damaging forward overall, um, in my opinion, without James being there. Um, but... I really like the look of that Titans side compared to what they've been trotting out. Yeah, um, I'm not 100% set on Tyron Roberts at fullback. He's just going to be back there to um, ball play. So they're mm-hmm. just creating that third option. Um, I would rather... Um, I think they need more attacking... Attacking... No, what do you call it? Not depth, but Strike. spark. Yeah, coming sure. from fullback, mm. which if Brimson didn't have a back injury, that's what he'd be doing. But yeah. 
like I said before, um, Holbrook had to do something. And he's pretty much turned around and gone, I'm going to try something here. Well, I guess you could say you bring, like, say when um, Kelly comes back, whenever they choose to bring him back, you could always put him in centre for Copley. Copley on the wing and Sammy back to fullback and have Roberts as your interchange utility. So they do still have that up their sleeve if it doesn't work. I'm not even a fan of Copley in the squad, to be honest. <laughs> oh, he, he's always been decent enough, I think. He, he finishes, he's half solid as a uh, defender. He's never going to, I'm not going to call him outstanding, but he does He does what's needed. Um, I think there's worse players you can have in. There's better players, but there's also worse. So I, I'm, I'm going to be keeping a, not a, I'm going to be running all over that game. I'm really excited to see what the Titans can do with this sort of setup. Uh, but yeah, I'm, no, taking, I'm taking the Cowboys anyway. But oh, cow- Cowboys should beat them. But um, yeah, Holbrook's trying something. That's, I'm that's looking at the Cowboys backline. You got Justin O'Neill who's played Origin. I think he's the weakest link in that backline. Um, I like Ben Hampton on the wing. No. I, I just like Ben Hampton in the squad anyway. Do you know what? Do you know what? I, th- th- a lot of people are going to be annoyed about this. I still say Valentine Holmes' best position on the wing. And I say that Ben Hampton will be better fullback than Valentine Holmes. Yeah, I, I can. I could hear the argument. I wouldn't agree with it in the end, but I could hear it. Yeah, no. Valentine Holmes, he was... Look, I've said it a million times. I, I like wingers who want to stay wingers. He's a winger. Like Corey Oates. Yes. Stop it. Just stop. Sione Mitautia. Sione Oh, my God. Put him back there. Take 20 kilos off him. Put him back. Put him back there. You want him at fullback? No, at wing. I know. What He's mean. a winger. He play- I know Don't even get me started. You will piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Now Let's the big go game. on to... All right, under my which which one I believe is the second um, most exciting or interesting game of the weekend. So we got uh, the two old enemies, nineteen oh eight rivals, Roosters and the Rabbits. Um, this is at Bankwest Stadium. So Roosters uh, one to thirteen. Tedesco at fullback, Daniel Tupo, and Brett Morris on the wings with Josh Morris and Joseph Manu in the centres. Luke Keery and Kyle Flanagan. Next guest of the show. Good luck, Kyle. Um, in the halves, Jared Warrior Hargraves and Isaac Liu um, starting props because uh, Takiaho is out with an injury. Jake Friend is starting hooker. Boyd Cordner, Angus Crichton in the back row. Victor Radley at lock. Gives you an interchange of Sam Verrills. So showing that Jake Friend's going to get a rest at some point. Satili Tupanu... Blah, blah, blah. Tupania um, has made his way back on the interchange after being injured earlier in the season. Nat Butcher and Lindsay Collins. So Mitch Orbison's out through a family... Uh, I'm tragedy. not going to say tragedy. I'm not 100% sure if it's a tragedy. Family reasons they put down. Yeah. And Ryan Hall and Takiaho have been named on the reserves, but it looks as though neither of them will get in. News that come out tonight... Um, number 21 for the Roosters, um, Pawasa Masuli. Yeah, 
he is actually one of the lone players going to the Warriors. Oh, there we go. I was wondering who they were targeting. Yeah. Because they so, clearly said they were getting close to a line. That's yeah, a good pickup. You know what? I don't know who he is, but... He played some of the um, nines tournament. Did he? Good, good on him. Go, yeah. um, hopefully, he breaks out. And he you puts himself who, in the Roosters squad next year. I'd be targeting Keon Kolomatungi from um, Rabbitohs. He's got some free, damn good talent. That, you want to say that? Keon Kolomatungi. Keon Kolomatungi. God damn it. I can't even pronounce, <laughs> I'm, I'm pronouncing his last name better than his first name. It's got double as many letters. Okay, go Rabbitohs. Uh, Latrell Mitchell at fullback. Um, Bennett's called a Swifty here and put Gay Guy on the wing and brought Campbell Graham into the centres, so switch them up. Brandon Burns in the other centre with Alex Johnson on the wings. Troy Dargan gets the starting 5'8 role, making his debut next to Adam Reynolds. Tavita Totola, Tom Burgess as props, Damian Cook at hooker. Jaden Sewer, Cam Murray is in the back row with Liam Knight at lock. Mark Nichols, Ethan Lowe, Bailey Sirenin, and Patrick Margot gets a crack on the interchange after impressing in preseason, then um, picking up an injury. So he's back. James Roberts is on the reserves list. However, it does look as though he won't play this week. Um, if he does come in, you would assume it's going to be at the expense of um, probably Alex Johnson with Braden Burns shifting to the wing or Campbell Graham going to the wing, or he might even just come straight in for a swap with Braden Burns, which would be my preferred option. Nah, you don't like him. Um, no, I, I like, I've got something. I don't have anything against Braden Burns, and I'm just looking at that back line going. If I've got Alex Johnson, if I've got the opportunity to put him outside James Roberts, I'm probably going to take that. Um, That's a lot of speed. I wouldn't be surprised if Bryson Goodwin snuck onto that bench next onto the game and then uh, you've got someone just to go on the back line I wouldn't be surprised if that happened I, w- I honestly wouldn't see I'm not, I'm not going to say mm. that Latrell Mitchells is unfit because everyone else is saying it but just keep an eye on that I wouldn't be I honestly would not be surprised now before kickoff Bryce Goodwin's got the 14 spot that's a good kick ball. I, I, I looked at the Roosters lineup. Um, and then I had to look back last year, and yeah, so we had look, when Latrell Mitchell was there, he played next to Tupo, and uh, Joseph Manu had a different wingers, Ikavalu mainly. Because so then I looked at that, and like, wouldn't you be having the Morris brothers together? They will have the Morris brothers together. No, nah, they've got them on opposite yeah. sides of the field. Because, oh, I would be. Because what are you thinking, like? Manu was on the opposite side of the field of Tupo all last year because Tupo had Latrell next to him, whereas Manu had a different winger outside him. So whether right, Manu's so more comfortable on the right, the way I see it is, left. Manu is good enough to swap sides. You should be able to, yeah. This and you, should be able you to. I doubt, and I'll be very surprised if this isn't the case. I reckon it's going to be Kiri, Cordner, Morris, Morris. Yeah. So Cordner's protecting Kiri because we all know that boy's prone to concussion. Um, That's I, a thing, eh? I would I, prefer I would, Cordner guarding Flanagan, the rookie. Nah, nah, because you've got you've got um, Crichton. Crichton. Crichton's good enough to defend him, and I think Flanagan's a better defender. 
than yeah, Kiri. Um, I just know where I've been I, running. I challenge literally anyone to get through that four. Oh, at least three. Corden and Morris and Morris, that would be one of the strongest defensive edges mm. in the competition. Oh, oh bloody hell. And we're saying that Morris is debuting for the Roosters, which is great. Yeah. Um, disappointing thing came out for the Sharks today about the fact that since Bronson Sherry's gone, there's no way in hell they would have let go Morris now. Like, um, they're going, yeah, they, they're a bit bit weak on the edge now, aren't they? Uh, Josh Deegan's coming at start and centre. We'll talk about that. Okay. Um, so, I'm just going to go Troy Dargan. Um, just reading up on comments from his teammates this week. Adam Reynolds is very excited to play with him. Um, obviously, I haven't happened in a game, but they've done lots of reps um, at the Rabbitohs. He's been there for a not a long period of time. They came from the Broncos, I believe, before that. Very good set of hands, which is very valuable, obviously, as a half, but a very deceptive show and go and very quick off the mark. Uh, Reynolds says he needs to run the ball. That's the strongest part of his game, uh, which will suit Reynolds quite well, take a bit of pressure off him. He's a left footer, and I believe Adam Reynolds is right. No. Nah. Okay. I don't know. He's a left footer. Um, show and go, competitor, a bit of acceleration. So it sounds a similar sort of style, I guess, to Cody Walker with the running yeah. game being the strongest suit. So again, another young guy to um, watch. Not tall, meter 74, but pushing 90 kilos. So um, it won't get thrown around. I've got, I'm actually going um, an upset here. And this is one of my value bets of the round. I couldn't believe the price of this game. Um, they've got the Rabbitohs as $3.50 outsiders. Um, yeah. which I think is quite quite a big margin considering the Roosters are 0-2. And regardless if you're defending, defending Premiers, this is a new season and you're 0-2 and you've got the Rabbitohs this week and I believe the Broncos next week. Um, you've got pressure on you. I don't care how well you played last year. Um, so I looked into that game and for South to win 1-12, they're paying $4.20. That's more than what the Warriors are paying to win 1-12 to over the Dragons. So Warriors to beat the Dragons are more favoured than Rabbitohs to beat the Roosters. And to me, there's, unless they're counting heavily on the Warriors all against odds against us and all that sort of stuff and the Dragons being the Dragons, I'm thinking $4.20 for South to sneak one out 1-12 to isn't a horrible bet. So that's where I'm looking at a bit of value this week. What what is um what is Rabbit's twelve plus? Oh it was no, holy dollars. So no, it's no. gone up. So what do you say four dollars one to twelve? Four twenty. Four twenty one to twelve. Rap South Sydney Rabbitohs thirteen plus has blown out to nine dollars. I yeah, so they're essentially they're essentially yeah. saying that rabbits won't win. So four dollars twenty on a. I think I might put some money on that. Holy That's, crap! I, I I can see why obviously roosters are favoured to win, but I, I think there's enough um, in that South team to to sneak a sneak a winner there. 
Um, well, four dollars. It's up to four dollars fifty now as well. So oh, four dollars fifty for a one to twelve and nine dollars for a yep. bloody, um, thirteen, 13. plus. So that's um, I've got a big roughy later in the later in the games. So that's it, my it, that's be, my. It'll be Newcastle thirty plus, won't it? Oh, totes, totes. Yeah, um, don't say totes, your teenage girl. Sorry. Yo. All right, so the the Warriors team. All right, game number four. You got, you got RTS at fullback. RTS at fullback, pretty standard. Patrick Herbert and Ken Mamalo on the wings. Hiku and Beal. Do you know what happened to Fusatua? Yeah, family. Is it? Family stuff, no, is personal it? Personal reasons, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, that's a big loss. Yeah. He's one of their biggest strike weapons. He is their strike And then you got <laughs> Cody Nicarima at six, which I agree with. They brought him over for a reason. Yeah. So, I think t- t- partnered up with Blake Green. Well, Chanel, uh, Chanel Harris, uh, Chanel Harris yeah. Vita left out of the side. Yes, yeah, left Chanel. out completely, and he. Yeah. So. Well, he's in reserve. I, sorry, number eighteen. So. I reckon he's the. Nicarima and Green. Um, my biggest criticism of Kearney, one of many, but one of my biggest is he's not given his halves enough time. a decent crack together yeah. on game time. So the amount of time if you had Adam Kieran. Cody Nicarima and Harris Tavita. So it all three of them just rotating all the time. You just got to give a season to two, one set of halves and maybe that'll work. But he yeah. seems to change a lot. Um, and then you got Lachlan Burr and Jermaine Tanua Brown. He's that in the front row. Man Mountain. Yeah. And then you got Wade Egan. They actually considered him when he debuted the heir apparent to Cameron Smith. That's yeah. how highly he was rated coming through to juniors. So we'll see how that goes. Isaiah Papali and Tohu Harris, Adam Blair in the back row. Then you got Carl Lawton. Oh, I'm going to keep the best King name Vin- in NRL. No, no. Yeah, okay. King. King. I'm not even- King Vuni Yayawa. Yeah. How's that? Ignatius Parsi and Alicia Katoa. Then you got Harris Tavita, Josh Curran, Adam Pompey, and Jack Murchie, the Canberra transfer. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that bench might might, might change around. Um, especially they might bring on a bit more size than Josh Curran just to yeah. counteract the drag. Yeah, yeah, but other yeah. Than that, I'm not prepared to bet on anything with the Warriors right now. Yeah, so anything can go with them. Kearney can throw a swift one in and change someone last hour, but yeah. All right, the Dragons, this is a few changes here mm. too. So you got Matt, Matt Dufty just gets the fullback spot. They yeah. must just think. I think that's um, the right. I think that's the right call. Yeah, well, I, I kind of was against that because I, I just thought that they're pumping up all pre-season, preseason Lomax playing fullback and they gave him one and a half games. Um, all right, so you got Matt Dufty at fullback, Jordan Pereira and Ravalawa on the wings. Braden Williami and Zach Lomax in the centres. Yeah. You have Corey Norman Hunt in the halves. Corbin Sims. Oh, and Paul Vaughan in the front row with Cam McInnes at nine, which is a big inclusion for them. Oh, yeah. He'll actually run out for the first time as the club captain, yes. which you'll be stoked about. And then you got Frizzell and Tarek Sims on the edge, another Sims brother. 
When they bring Ruin, I'll be happy to see a Sims play. No, they were like half your club. What? They were like half yeah, your club then, for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm so happy we got rid of them. Um, and then you got James Graham at lock, which Adam agrees is probably the best position for him. For him. Um, and then you got Josh Kerr, Blake Laurie, and Tyrell Fui Maiono, and Ewan Aiken on the bench with Merrin missing out completely, which is a, probably a big deal. Um, what I see in that team is Fui Maiono going back to the bench. I actually believe in the first two games, he deserves his spot. Oh, yeah. He in that does. spot. So I, I would think about throwing him in the centres. That way, you've got a big body out wide going up against the Warriors' big bodies out wide. He can... I wouldn't mind it to see that. This you, were talking, you were talking earlier with regards to giving halves a chance to blend. This Dragons back line has been shifted and chopped and changed more often than any. I think what they've got there is their best back line, and I think it needs to oh. stay there. Oh, and, really? Well, who else are you going to bring in? you got Jason Saab. No. Okay, so that's first Mayono is awesome on the edge in attack, and he did have a really good defensive game. But I agreed more with what you said before the show and have him in the starting second row. Oh, I just Moving. reckon he should start anyway. Yeah, he has to be I, starting. I just, he's he's he had so much more going on, and he's playing for a contract. So he's only there on a yeah, one year. So, I'm pretty sure. So I I, I reckon. Um, Look, if Dragons need a bit of a pump up, he was the guy who pumped him up in the first two games. Oh yeah, he like he, he came on in the centers in the first game and absolutely just best player. Who was it against? I can't remember who, who they played against. Uh, West Tigers, and then oh, and, and then the second game. Second game. No, I think second game was no. You guys first West Tigers second game. Yeah, second game was against Pembroke. Oh, yeah. And he was the only yes, one that's right. who was oh, in second row. And I just think he deserves his spot. Well, I, I, I think what you said, I do like James Graham at lock, but I would shift him to starting prop um, Corbin Sims onto the bench. I know this is like four changes to get one player in, but Tyrell Fui Maono into second row. Tyson Frizzell to lock. Yeah, maybe. So then your forward pack would be Graham, McInnes, Vaughan, Fui Mayono, Sims, Frizzell, and Corbin Sims would be on the bench because... Corbin Sims can go 18th man. Okay, yeah. so... I'd okay, say just... Fui Mayono, Graham, Vaughan, Frizzell, Sims, yeah, yeah, they're all ahead of Corbin. Oh, I, I rate him, and he was the only one showing a bit of passion for the Dragons yeah. that uh, last two games. I'm going Dragons um, because yeah. of... Um, how much the Warriors have gone through. But I, I could see Warriors getting up in this with regards to how much they've had to go through the adversity and them all coming together. Um, I've been a Manly fan long enough to know how powerful that is when everyone's against you. It can be pretty smack on. I don't see that sort of thing running for a whole season, but I can see it happening the first couple well, of rounds. We did say we wouldn't like to be the person playing the Warriors in this first round. We yeah. might come out super hot. They are going at 240. Um, so they're, they're closer to favoritism than the Rabbitohs are by a dollar ten. Yeah, and then thirteen plus for the Warriors is going a pretty good six fifty. So if you throw yeah. ten, if you if you throw you know ten dollars on 
Warriors 13 plus and bloody, um, it was the last team, Rabbits 13 plus. You're looking at $15. That's $150 for a $10 bet. It's not too bad. Like, yeah, really. Yeah. And that's also why they're, I'm not pushing it that far. But let's keep crack. I reckon we can get one more in um, in this section of the show and then we'll bring it back to wrap it up. Um, so we're on to Sharks versus Tigers. So, yeah, with Sharks being rocked um, with the Sherry news and Morris already gone, they still got a pretty decent back line, a bit of strike there, but well, that was could be a whole, lot better. Um, that was their whole problem. They didn't know where to put people. Now they lost Morris and Sherry. They're like, oh, crap. And you've yeah, got Dugan's their... saving grace. And you've got the ultrally consistently injured Moylan. Not there again. Uh, so, Will Kennedy at fullback. Sione Katoa, yes, on the wing with Renato Molotalo. Josh Dugan, Jesse Ramian in the centres. Sean Johnson, Chad Townsend in the halves. Fafida and Aaron Woods starting props. Blake Braley at hooker. Brighton Akora, Wade Graham, Jack Williams as your second rows and lock. Connor Tracy, Braden Hammond, Uele. Toby Rudolph and Scott Sorensen on the interchange in saying that Matt Moylan and Billy Magoulis are both named in the reserves. Um, for the Tigers, now there's a few changes in this team. Adam Dewey is getting his first crack at fullback. Uh, David Norfoluma and Robert Jennings are on a wing each with Joey Leilua and Moses Embai in the centres. Uh, that means Corey Thompson is being left out altogether, considering he, there was word he was going to go on the wing. One of their most consistent players over the last season is out of the 17 altogether. Uh, Josh Alloy and Thomas McCallay comes into the starting forward pack, who I believe is their best young forward and hadn't even been getting a run. Luke Garner, Luciano Leilua in the second row with Alex Twal at lock. Um, Contrani played most of last year as a prop, so that's interesting. And obviously, Harry Grant, starting hooker. Now, that's the big one that's in the trade with the Storm for Momorowski. Oh, I reckon there's more big ones than that than that. Yeah, well, Oliver Clark on the bench with Billy Walters on the bench. He gets a backup hooker if whatever Backup happens. anywhere. He's a full-on yeah. utility, that boy. Yeah. Chris Lawrence and then Alex Safarth who I hadn't seen that name before, um, on the interchange. And then on your reserves, listen to this. This is your 18 to 21. Josh Reynolds on 800K a year. Matt Eisenhuth, who was a starting second row for them all last year. Zane Musgrove, who's come from... Where did he come from? I can't remember. And then Michael Cheekam, who, again, was one of the... It's, and then completely out are Elijah Taylor and and Corey Thompson. Now this, what? How many changes? That's like seven changes. Look, um, if we... I was a team like oh, the Bulldogs who need a back rower, oh man, um, they 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 should be looking at that eighteen to twenty one and going and licking their lips and oh, sending yeah. feelers. Uh, sending feelers out to Cheekam and Eisenhuth's bench. Um, I'd say, managers. yeah. Eisenhuth's to... been on the radar. Oh, yeah, man, that's, so I would, that's a... I would be looking into that hardcore just because of the fact they are starting players. Mm. They are starting NRL players and Bulldogs, especially with 
who was it? Who's that second row? They bought Stimson. Yeah. Stimson getting injured. Yeah, he's gone. So shoot him getting injured. Close to most. You've got two back rows there who aren't even getting a shot in your row. Oh, mate. It's not like Bulldogs are hurting from... Oh, no. Bulldogs are still hamstrung, aren't they, till next year? Doesn't matter. You could probably get them cheap. Man, I'm looking at this Tigers team, especially their forward grouping, like... I know Maguire hasn't been there for long, but if this club had a bit of more solid leadership direction, where this club could be with a young forward pack like McCallay, yeah, Luke Garner, Alex Twal, Oliver Clark, yeah. like all of these guys showed more than a bit last year in patches that they've got some damn talent. Yeah. They're, they're um, not up there with Broncos level, but they're still no, there. But that, that's a... Whoa. Exciting young forward back to. Oh, I saw a um, social media page. I can't remember which one it was, and they were mentioning, um, "Is this the, uh, is this the scariest edge or something like that?" And it was uh, or highest scoring edge, and it was Leilua, Leilua, Norfoluma, and I went, "No, no, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the highest scoring for the other team edge." Yeah. But um, yeah, it'll be exciting to watch because you never know when it's going to pay off and when it won't. Uh, I've, I'm taking the Sharks in this one. I know they're 0 and yeah. 2, but they played pretty damn well in both their games. Um, and Tigers got blown off the park after the against the Knights in the second half, and I think that's what rang the, rung yeah. the changes here. I do like how they've set up, but it's kind of weird not having Josh Reynolds on there at all. They've put Billy oh. Walters ahead of him, obviously. Um, but I like that. Yeah, I don't mind it. I'm just saying, like, that's a lot of money to be sitting there unless you're, I, I, unless you're going to move it. Well, that's the thing. Michael McGuire did not buy Josh. Yeah, he didn't. He, that's the thing. He didn't buy it. Yeah, so. So, but I love the idea of Alex Twilight Lock. Yeah. I really like that. Um, we talked a bit, talked about it in the start of the, like, when we started doing these podcasts, that if Alex Twilight played for Roosters or Melbourne or Manly, one of the big profile teams, or Cowboys, Broncos, oh. he would be playing Origin pushing Australia. But I was about fact, to say, well, a lot more people would know who he is, but yeah. Well, you always know, take reckon, it that big one. Like, Alex Twole was 18th man for the New South Wales last year at one point. He was oh, born in New South so Wales. I, I, I miss that. Yeah, so he... he fit, He's on Fitler's radar. Um, and I just think he was at Roosters, maybe with Robinson or Bellamy as coach. Mm. He probably would be better, but like you said, more people would know who he is. So he's a decent player. And I still hate um, M-Bite Center. It's still just weird for me. Anyway, so that's five games down. We'll come back uh, with the last three in a moment. All right, guys. Welcome back. Um, Next game will be probably the biggest game there is. Yes, this is the one I'm most excited for. So Storm versus Canberra. This is Um, a 7.30 Sunday night game. There's no real surprises in this. Biggest things is that Christian Welch is back for Melbourne, which is a massive inclusion, really. He's he, he's just a consistent... He's like a Dale Finucane, bigger version. Bigger version of Finucane, really, the way he plays. Um, so Storm, Pappenhausen, and then you got Vunavalu and Josh Adakar on the wings. Justin Olam and Marion Sevi. Um, he has... Slotted Momorowski in. Not even in the 19. But, yeah, so 
But genuinely, Bellamy, he, he has an opinion you've got to earn your spot. So maybe he just brought him in for backup. I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not even going to come close to questioning what Bellamy does because okay. he's earned the right to do what he wants at this point, really, hasn't he? Uh, halves are Munster and Hughes. And then you've got Bromwich and Asofa Solomone in the front row with Cam Smith at hooker. And you got Kafusi, Bromwich, and Fanukin in the back row. Then you got little, what they call him, the Cheese, Brandon Smith. The Cheese. Fasu Malale. Tino Fasamasuli. Yeah. And then Gimby Kristen Boy. Welch and Match King, Max King, Gold Coast Boy. And then you got Tom Eisenhuth, Franco Lee, Riley Jacks, and Darren Schoing. Which, by the looks of that, there's a Ford injured. It's either. Eisenhoof or Schoing coming in? So Schoing, there's a he played for Sunshine Coast last year. He's a he's a he's a short dude, but he's well built. So maybe he might be pushing to 17 if there's a maybe an injury to the, uh, the Melbourne. All right, Raiders, and then you got Clockstad at fullback, Simmonson and Kotrick. So Rapana didn't make it in, but. Ricky Stewart might be going with, you've got to earn your spot again. Simosin hasn't really done anything wrong, so why would you hook him? you got Croker and Curtis Scott in the centres, Jack Wyden, George Williams. And then you got Papali and Dunamis Louie in the front row, which is a little bit surprising. But we always uh, said that and Louie are pretty, practically the same player, so they mm. just rotate the whole game. You got Joseph Tarpany, Elliot Whitehead, and Corey Horsburgh in the back row, and then you got Havili, Gula, Soliola, and Oldfield. So they're still very. That's a wingers. weird. I, I'm still yeah, I'm still weirded out by the NRL like putting other teams putting yeah, the utility back. It seems to, it seems to be a trend recently, eh? Like they think I don't know. It's just but no offense to Oldfield, he's had a pretty uh, longish career already. I are you going to say it's an old? Old guy. Um, oh, I just don't see what, what he adds coming off the bench. He's I don't know. I don't know. It's worked know. out well for Stewart a few times. He's probably going to come on and score the match-winning try. So Yeah, probably. It's the same as last year when... Um, remember in the finals where Leilua got something in his eyes from the fireworks mm. and Samosin came <laughs> on and he scored like two tries? So, I don't know, maybe it's a good luck charm for Ricky Stewart to put it back on the bench. And um, Harvili's going to be picked as a hooker or utility forward? Cause... Both, both. Yeah. Um, Hodson can play 80 minutes, but yeah. Um, I, I'm guessing in the long run they're going to bring... Um, what I can see, Simosa's probably going to drop the bench or is going to go on the wing like they did last year. Yeah, and Oldfield will probably drop out. Yeah. But saying that too, they're eighteen twenty-one. What do you know about Kai O'Donnell? You know much about him? But they're eighteen to twenty-one. You got a winger. You got a halfback. I'm guessing Kai O'Donnell's a forward, and then you got Tom Tom Starling, who's actually a hooker. So you've got um, you got all outside second, backs. Kai O'Donnell's the second row. So, yeah, so I'm guessing if there's a late injury to a Ford, he has to go in there. So, he might, I don't know what everyone's fitness is, but if everyone, anyone, you know, gets a late injury, I think we've got a debutant, but I doubt it, you know. 
So it says uh, Kai O'Donnell's been promoted to to a development player for 2020. Part yeah, of the Jersey so flag it's, side it's very final. It's very rare that you see three outside, uh, two outside backs and a hooker, and just one second row and not a front row on your. Um, mm. Yeah, but um, the main thing people focus in on this game is the battle between Cam Smith and Josh Hodgson. Probably two of the best hookers there are in the NRL right now. So it's going to be a great game all over the joint. Melbourne's meticulous versus Ricky Stewart's. Canberra beat Melbourne yeah. twice last year as well. Yeah. So that's going to be... And Ricky Stewart kind of has a... What do you call it? He loves to be hated, doesn't care what yeah. people think of him attitude. And he brought that to the Canberra. And it worked for him last year. So this is going it's going to be a good game. It's going to, this is the one that I'm... Um, as a dad of two kids, this is the one I'm staying up for. 7.30 on a Saturday <laughs> night. Uh, this is the... Um, I looked at this game going, man, there's got to be some awesome... Some value somewhere in this game. And I went, well... I didn't actually look up the results from last year, but I remember both these games being pretty close. And um, I'm going, man, if this is close, five, six, seven minutes to go, who am I looking to to score a try? I'm looking at all the strike power all over this park. I'm like, it's got to be Brandon Smith. (laughs) Because I was thinking of how well he played um, for New Zealand against... England, I'm going to say. Yeah. I don't I think it, Scored the double. That's starting yeah. hooker. Had like a game of his life. And I'm going, man, he's got a way to that try line. He doesn't say, he doesn't let anyone say no to him. And um, had a look at the price. $41 for Brendan Smith to be the final try scorer in this game. So, <laughs> to me, I'm going, the cheese... I'm gonna I'm gonna sprinkle some cheese on top of this. Five bucks oh, on fuck. Brandon Don't Smith at forty one dollars to be the last try scorer. That's okay. my okay. that's my way way outsider for the week. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So Panthers versus Newcastle. Take oh, it I'm away. going. I'm going Storm, but oh, I'm I, not gonna I'm, be shocked. You know what? I'm going Canberra. There you just go. to because we picked the same so far. Even though I hate Canberra, I reckon they might. Did, no, it out did you here. pick rabbits over roosters? No, I picked roosters. Oh, I went rabbits. Did you, Didn't oh, I say that? With... Yeah, nah. no, I, I, I think that there's pressure. I reckon nah. rabbits can I, sneak I, one. I reckon roosters are going to show everyone how good they are. All right. I wouldn't and be surprised, been... but there we And go. without Cody Walker? Oh, here we go. If we keep going the order that we've been doing, I'll do Newcastle, you do Manly. Or do you want to switch so you can do Newcastle? <laughs> Mate, I feel like I'm going to... Oh, I can do this game if you want. All right, off you. Okay, so... Pembroke gonna have. Um, oh, this is the top four team, isn't it? The one that everyone loves. And yeah, okay. Yeah, so, D- Caleb Aikens. So Dylan Edwards must not be back yet. Nope, injured again. Him and Moylan should be like housemates. Yeah. Then you got Josh Mansour and Brian Tuttle at on the wings, and then you got oh, this centre pairing does my head in. Dean Fare and Brent Naden. It's only slightly worse than Newcastle setting parent center pairing right now. Um, then you got Matt Burden coming in to Nathan for Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai coming in. So Jerome Luai, Matt Burden, Matt Burden, Matt Burden playing six. Yeah. And and then you got James Tamo and Fisher Harris at ten. Wow. Didn't see yeah. that coming. And uh Coruscant, probably their biggest attacking threat at hooker. Yeah. Other than 
the kick out, obviously. I'm looking. Um, yeah. That's going to be Kurt a great Kip, little pairing. Kurt, Kurt Capewell makes his debut for Pembroke. He was their, probably their biggest off, off-season signing. Um, I, oh, I'd say Coruscant. Oh, sorry. Yeah. One of the biggest. But um, Capewell... I was really hoping he'd come to Newcastle. He's a quality player, yeah, Kate Well is. So yeah, quick. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Yell at lock. And then you got another winger, Stephen Crichton at 14. There's something there's something going on. Um Zane signings and he's not starting. Yeah. And then you got mm. Moses Leota, Liam Martin, and then you got Mitch Kenny, Billy Burns, Kate Ellis, and Charlie Staines. Yeah, I don't see so any I don't of them imagine getting in. Yeah, I don't imagine anything's changing in that squad. Um, okay, then the Newcastle debutante, Adams, namesake. Cousin. Come on, uh, Tex Hoy, hat trick, fullback debut. They reckon he's a uh, Kalen Ponga shadow. So we'll see how we go with that. It'd be interesting to see how he goes. Uh, then you got Edric Lee and Heimel Hunt in, on the wings. Um, big surprise, considering everyone thought Bradman Best was going to start at centres. Now he's foot injury. But Adam Bryan has gone with the two players who really did make a mistake, but didn't create too much in attack. So, yeah. Um, Enari Tuala and Jihamat Shibasaki. Jihamat? Jihamat? Ah, whatever. Oh. And you got um, the ultimate utility playing six in Kurt Mann. And Mitchell Pearce in the halves. Eight, Clemmer, nine. They brought Watson in. McCulloch doesn't get a start. Um, I'm guessing O'Brien wants to give him a few weeks on the yeah. training paddock. I don't know. He'll be um, there next week, I'd say. Yeah. Safidi at front row. And you got Fitzgibbon. Matauti comes back because Barnett's injured. For a fair while. My heart dropped. Uh, and then you got Herman SASA at lock. And then you got Chris Randall because they don't think Connor Watson will last. Mm-hmm. I think he's making his, or even probably, I don't know if he is making his debut. I can't remember. Jacob Safidi, Tim Glasby, Aiden Guerra. And you got 18, you got Braden Best, Brody Jones, Mason Lino, and Pasami Solo. So. I, I still don't yeah. get why Mason Lino is still there when he. I'd I'd be having him over Kurt Mann, and I think Kurt Mann can be utilised any anywhere else. Like he's, I don't I don't think Kurt Mann's in our best seventeen. Um, I think he's in the best seventeen. I don't see him as no because the best he's a utility, high. and I rate Watson higher as a utility. That's true. Yeah, so I don't see him in the best. But no offense, um, this looks like a really boring game. Yeah, actually, I, in saying that, so does the next one. Yeah, so fourth. Well, I actually had this conversation with Beatle the other day. If Ponga plays in this game, Newcastle definitely favourites. If Cleary plays in this game, Ponga doesn't. Pembroke are favourites. Yeah, and then I just think Newcastle kind of over the edge because Dylan Edwards not playing. That's the only difference I really see. I Um, see the the Ford pack. Oh, no. So Fisher, Harris and Clemmer will kind of cancel each other out with regards to aggression. Um, Coruscant's going to... Beat out Watson, kick out. Uh, we'll beat out Matautia, Fitzgibbon. No, Kate hold well. up for a second. Last wasn't last game they played because last game they played Newcastle got pumped. The game before that when Newcastle won, Matautia 
stop Kikau in his tracks every single time. Kikau had his worst game against Newcastle because of Matthew. Yeah, yeah. Does Lightning strike twice? I've got to believe so. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> We're open, so. Um, I've got Newcastle, I think I tipped oh. in this one. I think, actually, in the Ford pack, I'm kind of leaning on Herman S.A.S.A. kind of t- I'm hoping that he gets his talent up, his plays to his talent and kind of tips it over the edge because he can be very damaging if he wanted to. Yeah, I... But, if I, I was this Penrith, is gonna... I'd be having Stephen Crichton on that field all 80 minutes at fullback. Yeah, so I, I I see this either going very close or... For a blowout either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way I see it. It's but, not going to um, be a 24-16. It'll be like a 28-4 or a 12-14-16 or, or something like that. In saying that too, if it comes to a field goal contest, I put Pierce above them all. Yes. So... It's not right, looking like it's not looking like a great Sunday, in all honesty, and both our teams are playing on it. Um, yeah, that's probably well. the only reason I'll be watching. So, uh, to finish out the round three, you've got Seagulls versus Bulldogs. Um, before Des Hasler oh. came back to Seagulls from Bulldogs, Bulldogs had won four straight against Manly from memory, but um, Seagulls are one and zero against the Bulldogs since Hasler's been there. So Manly. Um, is as close to full strength as we could be, minus um, Manes Binau, who's still stood down pending a court case. Um, so we've got Tom Trebojevic at fullback, George Tafua and Ruben Garrick on the wings, Brad Parker, Moses Suli in the centres, Dylan Walker and Daly Cherry Evans as the halves, Vanua Blake into power as forwards, Danny Levi as hooker, Joel Thompson, Sirenen in second row, and Jake Trebojevic as lock. Lachlan Croker is still the interchange utility. Corey Waddell, Sean Kepi, and Taniella Paseca gets back into the side after overcoming injury picked up in the nines. Morgan Boyle, Jack Kozwowski, Kozwowski, Tavita Funa and Brendan Elliott are in the reserves. And it's actually pretty much how it stayed for once for a little while. Um, The only thing I... Yeah, the only thing I would do is bring Morgan Boyle on because I just like the look of him. He looks about 50 years old. He's only like 22. <laughs> yeah, I, I just he's... like watching him play because I just like watching him because he's su- he's such a um, Benjamin Button kind of bloke. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, other than yeah, that, I don't, see, I don't see too many changes in that team. Oh, and this Bulldogs team, I'm just like, whatever. Uh, Dallin with Tenny Zelezniak. At fullback, Nick Meany and Christian Crichton on the wings. Uh, Remius Smith and Will Hopper-Whitey in the centres. Lachlan Lewis gets his position back um, in the halves with Jack Cogger at the expense of Braden Wakeham, who drops all the way down to reserves. Suaso Sue and Dylan Napa are starting forwards, uh, starting props. Jeremy Marshall-King at hooker. Josh Jackson, Dean Britt, second row, Adam Elliott at lock. Jake Averillo on the bench, bench with Renoff to Munger. Raymond Fatala Mariner and Higby Ogden. But I feel as though... Um, yeah, so also Sue and Dean Britt replace Aidan Tolman, who got, who's been completely dropped. No, um, he's got a hammy. No, he's been dropped. There's nothing... No, really I, so yeah, I, I have heard that he's got a hammy problem. Oh. Um, I know how true it is, but it's a, if, it, if he doesn't, that's a big call. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I want to... Call out right now. Um, 
Dean Britt. So he's the one who's come in to replace Joe Stimson. He has pushed yeah. Raymond Fatale Mariner still. I oh, know. There. there you go. You're right. Vinander, as he battles to overcome a reported minor hip injury. Okay. Hip injury. Okay. First so time, first time Bulldogs have played at Central Coast um, since 2015. Um, okay. So Dean Britt has pushed out Fatale Mariner. Um, because we actually talked about the fact that they have a few decent back rowers sitting on the bench. Um, we did talk about who was that bloke who got done, who got fired. Um, Sorry, Harira Naira. Yeah, him. So they had Harira Naira, Stimson, Jackson, Fatala Mariner, and Dean Britt. So when we first saw it, we just saw that Fatala Mariner, oh my God, he was a decent player, couldn't even make the Bulldogs back row. Now, Dean Britt's kind of come out of nowhere and he's not ever going to be a dominant second row. He's just going to make, do those shit runs no one else does by the looks of that. Just give it to him as dead plays, really, just to set him up in a position. So, Eddie's pushed Fatal Mara to the bank. So, um, Dean Pay's made a few surprising choices. He's put um, Kieran Foran in Cotton Wolves, which he might have to stay for the rest of his life. Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't get Brandon Wakeham going to reserves. He came um, on at halftime, took Lachlan Lewis out of the game to put Wakeham on. Yeah. Wakeham outplayed him, looked so well, much better, and he's dropped all the reserves. So either he hasn't been putting in at training, or yeah. this is this is yeah. exactly like the Warriors and um, the Dean Payers because Kieran Foran hasn't played. He's changed his halves pairing out probably eight times in a year. Yeah, he's not really giving them a decent crack. Um, Lachlan Lewis was actually benched, I think, in the second game. That's how mm. low of an opinion he thought he was playing. But now he's got the sixth position. Yeah. So it's very um, and which is funny too, because Jack Cogger was always playing six, mm. and Lachlan Lewis always had the seven on his back. Now they've switched over. So something's happening. Um, and Marcel Montoya. Um, we talked about last week, I think, was on picked up a hamstring injury, I believe it was, six to eight weeks. So that's why yeah. uh, Nick Meaney's come in or Christian Crichton. Won. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm taking Manly in this one. I don't think anyone's taking Bulldogs. Um, look, for Manly, I was going to say, and I'm going to stick by it forever. Dylan Walker shouldn't be 5'8". Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, and the fact that he keeps putting Lachlan Croker at 14, I reckon he's pushing for it. And I would drop Brad Parker, put Dylan Walker in the centres and have Lachlan Croker at halves. I reckon that makes you guys look so much stronger. Yeah, I'd do the same move. Walker to Parker, but I'd bring in Cade Cust at 5'8". I'd bring Cade Cust at re- reserves just because of the fact he, he doesn't have the, he. Yeah, but he doesn't have this. Lock and Croker can also play um, uh, centre if required, uh, even yeah, forward if, if required. If you got Cade cast off on the bench, you can move Lock and Croker if there's a. No, but injury. I wouldn't have Lock and. But oh, I'm yeah. thinking of Danny Levi can't play 80 minutes. That's true. So I would have Lock and Croker at six, Cade cast it and comes on, you know, swaps to Danny Levi. Yeah. And then Danny Levi, yeah. And uh, even if B now, even if B now came back at some point, I don't see him doing so. Um, and he goes back to starting hooker. 
I'd be dropping Levi and keeping Cade Cuss in the interchange anyway. Exactly. And I just think that because Dylan Walker, he shouldn't be deciding what to do. He should be doing everything on instinct. Yeah. And that's a better, he's I'm better st- at centre for me. I'm still cut that we got rid of, um, I'm forgetting his freaking name now. He must not have been that good. No, he was damn, um, Tom Wright from, oh, he's, yeah. he's now yeah. playing for uh, Brumbies in. Super rugby. Oh, okay. oh god, man. I, I in saying that too, I rate Croker. Um, I rated Wright so highly. He his NRL debut comes on, scores like a fifty meter try after do, sh- stepping someone up at halfway, just runs away. Speed to burn, yeah. five eight. Oh man, he. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I, look, I reckon that if if Hazel was there when he was there. Um, he would have definitely held on to him. He'd be well. Yeah, I just uh, the one that got like, away to me. I was actually a couple of nights ago on Fox Sports was the they had Michael Ennis, Maddie oh, Johns, and Sam Burgess on the um, on the couch watching yeah. the two thousand was it 15, 14, 16 grand final between South Sydney and Sharks. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Bulldogs, yeah. And I, I sat down, and because I was thinking about this, mm. about Dylan Walker, I sat down watching him play centre. Yeah. Like, he he was, he's a decent centre. He's a, yeah. oh, sorry, more than decent. He's a representative centre. Yeah, he played in New South Wales. Yeah, so I don't, but Des Hasler probably deserves no one to play. He didn't put in there, he's just kept in there, so... Yeah, but Des Hasler has no problem changing what he wants to do. Yeah, like <laughs> right. If if Des has if someone coaching him one week and Des Hasler came in the next week, you wouldn't give a shit who you are, what yeah, your reputation. He'd drop you if he doesn't like it. So, All right, guys. So yeah, no, hundred percent agree with that. Um, that's uh, that's a long one. We we knew it was going to be a big one. First analysis or first uh, preview um, back. So just a reminder that the live event, live stream is up on YouTube starting at 7.30 tomorrow night. So Thursday night, sorry. Um, You can get the link to that on our Instagram page, on our Facebook page. Go straight to YouTube, type in Six Again Podcast. It'll come up. We've never done this before, so hopefully it works. Um, It'd be great to chat to some of you guys. Otherwise, we will be recording again Sunday night to give you a big wrap-up of round three, uh, any big news and notes. And um, you'll hear from us again Monday morning. Anything else yep. from you, Jared? No, nah, it's awesome that footy's back. And again, wait. pull out to Peter Volandis for defying yes. everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, can't wait to see you tomorrow, mate, as well. Jared and I don't see each other too often, so I'll be driving up his way, going to crash... Crash have it here tomorrow. Have a couple of beers, watch the games. Looking forward to that. But it is now quarter past ten. Um, I still got it edited, produced, up online, and out before I go to bed. And I'm pretty tired. So, see you guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio. Be sure to check out Adam's craft beer choice of the week.